Welcome to Crime Bar. Grab a drink and enjoy the show. You ready to party or what? Not really. I know. Me me neither. (laughs) Me neither. (laughs) Yeah. I was hoping your charisma would boost my energy no I have I have none we have none we have been zapped (laughs) (laughs) I cleaned my bathroom and it was my most exciting part of my day oh that's nice compared to writing for this podcast (laughs) (laughs) anyways just kidding love it so what do you got for me today? I got a shorty that's up your alley if I do say I thought you were gonna say up your ass (laughs) (laughs) up your ass and around the corner (laughs) just a subtle burn (laughs) to start the episode (laughs) very aggressive start that does not sound like me (laughs) whatsoever I would apologize for like two weeks straight all right so Afton Elaine Burton was born in 1988 in the tiny one stop sign town of Bunker Hill Illinois life in Bunker Hill was slow it was mundane And it had a population of approximately 1,800 people, which is like the size of like most high schools. Yeah. Afton had always dreamed of leaving her hometown and creating a bigger and more exciting life for herself. And one day in 2007, at the age of 19, she decided to make the move. She saved up money working in a retirement home kitchen. And with $2,000 in her pocket, she made her way to Corcoran, California. I thought you were going to say L.A., where's corcoran corcoran is uh she's gonna make it big in corcoran Corcoran, i know that's why i know but that's why this is shocking and i literally said (laughs) moving from one small town to another felt like an odd choice a little asterisk next to it i grew up in california i don't even know where that is i don't either but afton was dead set on one thing in her words it was she wanted to marry the most famous guy in the world that man, unfortunately, was Charles Manson. It's not Brad Pitt. Oh, my <laughs> I know. God. Oh, my God. I know. Yeah, she wanted me a little Charles. I did not understand where this was going. Yeah, it, it was a good twist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good writing over here. <laughs> um, and Charles, uh, I, I hate saying Charles. I'm going to call him just Manson because I feel like first name basis is weird for like a murderous coal leader. Sure, 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 sure. Um, he was you serving, don't know him like that? I do not know Charles <laughs> like that. Charlie Ma- Charlie B. Charlie M. Um, and he was serving life, uh, a life sentence at Corcoran State Prison. And if you got into true crime like yesterday and you don't know who that is, he is a cult leader who, with the help of his followers, horrifically murdered seven people, including Sharon Tate, who was eight months pregnant at the time. Afton first became intrigued by the infamous murderer, Charles Manson, when she read his environmental philosophy, air, trees, water, and animals, at the age of 16. She was incredibly attracted to a strong conviction and appreciation for nature, and in her head, she believed his love for the planet canceled out all of the horrific things that he had done. That's not how that works. It's not just because. It's literally just not how anything it, works. No. Well, she is 16 and a little. <laughs> in fact, she strongly believes that Charles Manson is not an evil man whatsoever. And he was falsely imprisoned. Afton was completely enamored with him. And she started writing him letters at the age of 17 He was 80 years old at the time. For two years, they communicated through phone calls and letters before she made the move to be closer to him. She believed that being with him would transform her life. Like maybe, yeah, but not in a good way. (laughs) Everything's going downhill fast. Yeah. During an interview with Rolling Stone magazine, she was questioned about her love and dedication to Manson. She said, yeah, well, people can think I'm crazy, but they don't know. 
this is what's right for me. This is what I was born for. When Afton was questioned about Manson's use of manipulation, she replied with, the only thing that he's trying to manipulate people into doing is planting trees and cleaning up the earth. He genuinely cares about that. He's nice to everyone. I've never seen him try to be manipulative. I've never seen any of that. Okay. Well, you could like also read like a history book or two. You could literally just Google. <laughs> like we're in the time of a quick Google search or any of the movies that have been released about him. And I guess that she didn't find it strange and manipulative when he convinced her to carve an X into her forehead the way that he had done with his early cult members. I guess that she thought that was like a normal so she, relationship step. And she was definitely like, this is, I'm doing this of my own free will. I wanted to do yeah. this. I was actually going to do this yeah. before he asked me to. She makes my choices and men seem not so bad. Not actually. <laughs> not so, <laughs> so <bad>. there. <laughs> That's true. She is the bigger idiot. <laughs> Afton frequently visited Manson while he served his life sentence. On weekends, she would spend up to five hours a day with him. Afton now went by Manson's nickname for her, Star. Oh my God. I know. Charles received money and presents regularly from fans and Star helped him manage everything. She made updates to mansondirect.com so that people could follow along on his aging and health. She ran a website called Release Manson Now, which advocated for his innocence. <laughs> At some point, the couple decided that they wanted to get married. Star believed that this was necessary for a multitude of reasons, including the fact that she wanted to help work on his case, but she wasn't privy to some of the restricted information because she wasn't legally family. Star's family said that even though he would never be allowed in their home, they were supportive of whatever made their daughter happy. In fact, Star's mother, Melissa, believes that Manson has been good to her and they're very much in love. And I laughed when I read that because I'm like, he's serving life in prison. He's not coming over for family dinner. Like... I know. I feel that way about like any woman who marries an, an inmate who is in prison for a violent crime yeah. or a murder because it's like, yeah, how else is he going to act? What is, what is he going to do? Kill you like in the visiting no. room? No, he's not going to do that. He's in prison. But also the dad being like, we support you, but he's not coming over. And it's like, you're well, so he brave over there, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> like He's locked up. There's no option. You're not really putting your foot down for anything. Uh-uh. Manson and Starr acquired a marriage license, but in February of 2015, the license expired. There are multiple versions of what stopped them from marrying. According to Afton's family, or sorry, <coughs> Starr's family, the prison was completely against the marriage and did everything they could to keep them apart. The couple would get the wedding on the books, and then they would have to reschedule because Manson was held in solitary confinement. And when you're in solitary, you're not granted phone calls or visitation or like weddings. Right, right. You're just totally <laughs> isolated. It's so weird that the, I mean, I get it, but it's it's odd that a prison could be like, no, I don't think this is good for either of you. I'm going to intervene. <laughs> you guys are toxic. Like, yeah, for real. I've never, I didn't know that they had any opinion. Well, I don't <laughs> think they do. That's just one of their um, theories. It's Afton's theory oh. that they were intervening. Oh, 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 okay. So it wasn't not, like the prison doing an official statement of like, they're not compatible. I totally <laughs> thought that that's what you meant. And I was like, that's insane. It's <laughs> kind of cool. <laughs> I love how she's like, he's obviously doing something to warrant being sent to solitary confinement. And then she's like, no, it's the prison. It's Keeping like, our love apart. Yeah. A rumor arose that Starr was simply marrying Manson so that she could obtain his remains and then use it as a tourist attraction after his death. What? I know. I doubt that. Obviously, they're in love. Oh, I, oh, I was like, don't be shocked. This is actually what she's doing. <laughs> I was like, wait, I just 
<laughs> she, like, she, like, she sucks, Ashley. Is my writing that good? <laughs> <laughs> you had me convinced right there. <laughs> so Manson supposedly caught wind of his fiance's intentions when Starr requested that he sign the legal documents turning his remains over to her. Apparently Starr and her friend Craig planned on displaying his body in a glass crypt and then they would charge people like a fixed price to come see it. Manson realized that he was being played for a fool and the relationship was built on lies. And I couldn't help but laugh at the thought of him like being betrayed by a chick. Yeah. You know, and being like, everything's built on a lie. <laughs> yeah. What are we? Yeah. <laughs> Even though he knew Star was using him for fame and fortune, he decided just to play along. He figured that if he kept dangling the carrot of signing those papers, he could just continue to reap the benefits that went along with dating her. Star and her friend Craig Hammond were generous with gifts and brought him toiletries that were just weren't offered in prison. Oh, well. <laughs> so Manson conned the con artists and strung them along. Not only was Manson disgusted by his fiance's lies, <laughs> like I like that he draws a line at this. Yeah. <laughs> he thought her idea was simply stupid. In his mind, he was never going to die. So holding out for his remains would be impossible. Oh, yeah. I forgot he believed mm -hmm. that. Mm hmm. He never gave her permission to display his corpse, and he never ended up marrying Star. And I'm sure he would be very shocked to hear this, but he did die on November 19th, 2017, at the age of 83. And even though Afton, a.k.a. Star, never got to marry Manson, to this day, she says she considers herself his wife and believes it was a role she was born to fulfill. Dude, this, I know it's so crazy, like reading about the actual crimes and the cult mm -hmm. from the late 60s and all that stuff and, and learning how he managed to brainwash so many people. Oh, yeah. But then it's like. And that's different it, than now, like knowing now what he did and being able to Google it like this happened recently. No, I know. But I the the point I was going to make is that it's just it. This just goes to show that easily influenced people are oh, yeah. still <laughs> yeah it's been happening for decades a dozen. hundreds of years yeah and that was not his i mean he's been married twice before yeah and they were those were more understandable i think just because he didn't commit the murders yet he committed the murders in 1969 and he divorced his second wife in 1963 yeah so at least they didn't have the knowledge of that right. this chick did yeah and she still thought he was innocent just because he loved you know, planet Earth as much as he did. Or she's just lying because she just wanted his his remains for this like long con like moneymaker. That's true. It's a testament to like you are what you attract or whatever that saying <laughs> is because it's like crazy's attracting crazy yeah, here. Yeah, for real. <laughs> and that's my shorty of the week. That's a good one. I didn't know anything about that. I remember reading that he was like marrying some young woman and yeah. I was just, I just like scrolled right past that article. Like, oh, mm -hmm. whatever. I do not want to give him any of my time and attention. <laughs> and what's, you might know the name of this person because I, I don't know as much about the Manson murders as you do, but <sighs> she's often compared to one of them. And I feel like it's like some girl that has sexy in her nickname, like sexy Susan or something. Oh, um, yeah, I think her name was Sexy Susan. Was it really Sexy Susan? I think Wait, so. Wait, I was making fun of that. Let's see. Yeah, oh, Sexy Sadie. Sadie, yeah. Yeah, so she is often compared, because they look like twins. Ew. They are doppelgangers. And the best part is like when she is um, brought up during interviews, Afton is like, oh, she's a crazy bitch. Like, don't even compare me to her. She's 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 fucking crazy. Oh, and it's like, yeah. oh, is she? Oh, oh, is she? she is? I mean, yes, we know sure. this, but honey, yeah. <laughs> look at yourself in the mirror first. Sadie was the one who killed Sharon Tate. Yeah, she's a monster. Yep. Well, and that's my story. 
Well, that was really good. That Thank was you. very interesting. And it was very unexpected. And I did not understand where we were going with any of this <laughs> any I, of I, you know I kind of picked it for you it was a little gift for me to you yeah, I know it's a topic you. you're interested in and that's yeah. what you do in relationships <laughs> <laughs> Helter Skelter is my favorite book of all time god we are a couple of twisted a couple of twisted sisters because my favorite book is Silence of the Lambs oh <laughs> well, yeah that's who we is got the crazy house that's why we have this podcast <laughs> and this friendship all right love you I right, love you bye bye If you enjoy this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you enjoy listening. We owe everything to the many journalists, authors, filmmakers, psychiatrists, and psychologists whose extensive work and expertise we pulled from to share this episode with you. To view detailed source material, as well as content from today, please visit us on Instagram at Crime Bar Podcast. We really love doing this show, and if you'd like to help with the continued creation of it, you can support by donating to our Patreon patreon.com slash crime bar podcast. This episode was hosted by Ashley Brumley Johnson and Anna Katharina. See you next week.